0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of Insiders' Look. Today, I'm joined by Adrian Foster, the mayor of Clarendon. It's great to have you, Adrian.
1: It is good to be here.
0: Thank you. Uh, why don't you start by telling me a little about yourself? Oh gosh, what do you need to know? Uh, just about, uh, you know, uh, just personal, personal life, like.
1: I okay so. I, I would like to tell you that uh, that I that I had a, a really interesting and unique uh, upbringing. I didn't, uh, so was uh, raised in Scarborough. Okay. I, uh, you know, did have my, my parents when I was uh, reasonably young. Uh, my parents separated, so uh, you know, maybe the interesting thing is, you know, single mom, uh, single mom doing the uh, the difficult work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am sure she is in a special spot in heaven. Uh, having to deal with me, and I was quite a bit later. So, uh, my nearest sister, my nearest sibling, is five years older than I was. Oh, okay. Um, so, so again, I'm um, from what I gather, I was not expected <laughs> uh, at all. But uh, yeah, grew up in uh, grew up in Scarborough. Uh, you know, after uh, after I got married, uh, Deb and I uh, bought our first place in Pickering. Uh, you know, in Pickering, we lived. Uh, in a neighborhood in Pickering that uh, was a little bit older. Uh, there weren't any uh, young kids. The, you know, we had a three-year-old who would play with the eight-year-old across the street because there weren't any kids in the immediate area. Yeah. So we had two young kids and a dog. And while all of the neighbors were great, we didn't quite fit in. Uh, one of Deb's friends said, you, uh, you need to look at, at Newcastle then. Uh, you know, you need, to, you need to check it out. Uh, if you don't have two kids and a dog, you don't fit in. And it was funny because we, you know, we were just thinking we've got two kids and a dog and we don't. Uh, so we started looking out here and, and uh, ended up in, in Curtis, uh, I guess, because we had two kids and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the story, and I know I'm going on, but uh, uh, the interesting story is our next door neighbors had uh, two young boys as well. Uh, so they had, they had been in the house. It was a brand new house. They'd been in the house a little sooner than we took delivery. Uh, and, and their two boys were within a year of our guys. Uh, so they came to knock on the door to see if our guys would go to play. And that was the first time that that had ever happened. And Deborah going, what do we do? Do we let them out? And I'd say, of course we let them out. But there is this hilarious conversation because mm-hmm. no one had ever knocked on the door to see if our kids wanted to go to play before. So uh, so yeah. there we are.
0: Yeah, that's a great story. Uh, well, my first qu-
1: question is, what made you want to get involved in politics? Oh boy, Um, a weak moment. Um, So, uh, my my mother uh, my mother was uh, uh, an executive assistant uh, to one of the ministers during the Bill Davis era. Okay, yeah. So, uh, you know, when elections came, her job depend depended on the member winning. uh, And there's a difference in working in a constituency office and working in a minister's office. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you know when elections came by i i was out knocking on doors uh, i was putting up signs i was handing out flyers and you can imagine how thrilling for a teenager this is right? <laughs> there is nothing less that i wanted the the member was fan he was phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. just an amazing man uh you know but you know i did not want to do any of this stuff um and uh, grew up in a very partisan Uh, you know, house, Uh, again, uh, you know, part of the, uh, part of the upbringing uh, that way. Uh, So I, I developed, uh, you know, a a distaste for partisan politics. And, and while I would never not vote uh, because, you know, my, my mother would reach out from the grave and throttle me if an election ever went by, uh, I had absolutely no interest in politics, uh, none Mm -hmm. at all. Uh, both my wife and I were highly involved in the community. Uh, she's an ordained minister, but even beyond that, uh, you know, you, you named the group. Uh, we were involved and engaged because it's good stuff to do. For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, um, so the, the councillor uh, at the time was, uh, was retiring, uh, and she said, I see you everywhere, Adrian. Uh, you should run. Uh, and I said, yes. So that was in 2003. In at the beginning of 2003, if you said, Adrian, you're going to be running for council, I would have laughed at you. And at the beginning of 2003, if you said, Adrian, you're going to be a mayor, I would have laughed at you. It was nowhere in my plans, uh, nowhere on the radar screen. Uh, So it was a weak moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, like you said, uh, it's always, that's how it starts, right? Being involved in the community and then... uh, in your name and then you're just like, yeah, why not? It's-
1: yeah. And, and it's such, you know, I mean, the, the sales pitch for anyone thinking about volunteering, you know, volunteers will tell you time and again that they get way more back than they give. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, if, if for people who've got a little bit of time, find something of interest and try mm-hmm. it out and, and you might be amazed how satisfying it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, what would you say as a politician? What would you say is your biggest accomplishment?
1: Oh, gosh. You know, I, I can't give you, uh, I can't give you one. I So I'll tell you another story. Uh, sorry. We had a, a senior staff member retiring. Uh, and I remember talking with that staff member, that particular staff, the politicians will be uh, recognized for things but policy direction in the background uh, and we were laughing saying you know after you retire you can drive around Clarington and you can see your thumbprints on a thousand different things that that wouldn't have been as good or would not have happened uh, were it not for you doing that. Uh, so there are Many, many, many things uh, that I can look at uh, that that wouldn't exist today uh, had I not been involved. Uh, you know, and and I'm, I, you know, maybe the, uh, you know, the the the, you know, the the sum of the parts is greater than the greater than the whole, whatever that expression is. Uh, but but there are a lot of things. Uh, you know, we're looking at um, oh heck, uh, you know, the the nuclear file is is a huge file. Uh, And in part because of Clarington's engagement on the nuclear file. That was a meeting that I had to leave earlier before this one. Uh, You know, we've got OPG's head office. uh, Yeah, yeah, it's uh, thousands of people working there. Well, well, it's huge. And even refurb, uh, you know, refurb uh, is just short of $13 billion. So it may still be today the biggest uh, government infrastructure uh, project in Canada. Uh, and then, you know, you look at uh, nuclear medicine, the isotopes, uh, you know, carbon free power, uh, you know, th- you know, that is, uh, a, that it's a fascinating file. Uh, you know, we're looking uh, we should be very soon closing, uh, on the zoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bowmanville zoo, the vast majority, uh, of those properties will be coming as park plant and municipalities. Uh, you know, so a hundred years from now, you're going to have this uh, contiguous valley, a significant amount of, of park space. No one will know who was involved at the time that that happened. I'd like to tell you it was my idea. It wasn't. Uh, it was actually uh, Michael Hackenberger, the owner of the zoo, said, what if we did this? And, you know, a three-way deal, which is difficult. Uh, but, you know, that'll serve, that'll serve residents for, you know, I hope hundreds of years. Uh, no one will know, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit of a blast. Uh, some of the wreck that we're doing on the waterfront, uh, you know, it would not have happened as quickly. It would have happened. Okay. I, I could keep going and it's just a bunch of little stuff and it it really mm. is. Yeah. Little things that add up. Yeah. It's, it's neat looking back on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like over, over
0: time, like at least like me growing up in Clarendon, like you just see like the, the progress of all the new stuff, that's yeah. happened over the past 10 years. And even like my parents, they were saying, they also used to say they're like 20, 30 years ago, they're like Clarenton was like empty. And like, now we got all these big retail stores and small businesses and it, it's just, it's great.
1: So when, when Walmart came, that was really controversial. All of the small businesses thought that they were going to be put out of business. Put out of business Walmart by Walmart. And, you know, we had done studies that said, you know what, everyone is driving to Oshawa. Uh, because mm-hmm. we don't have, we had Zellers and that was even Zellers and the Loblaws, yeah. uh, you know, and, and a little thing called Sam uh, in the Bowmanville malls that everyone uh, for major purposes, they're jumping in their cars and uh, that that's proven to be the case, uh, right? So uh, people yeah. are staying at home and, and shopping at home. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what would you say, uh, especially during the pandemic, what would you say are some issues that biggest issues that Clarendon face?
1: Um, so the, 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 the biggest challenge we're facing now, and, and I, I think it's uh, rapidly diminishing, is fatigue uh, amongst the residents. Yeah. Uh, so with, with the vaccinations rolling out, uh, you know, and the weather being better, uh, but, you know, a great deal of frustration and fatigue, uh, mm-hmm. to be sure. Uh, and as the frustration and fatigue uh, came in, uh, you know, we, we saw it much more difficult, you know, the protests, uh, social gatherings, you know, that that should not have been uh, going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you that not just Clarington, um, every municipality, uh, I think, was surprised at the lack of cohesion. Uh, you know, so uh, I had thought in Durham region that we would be able to come up with a common approach to things. Uh, so, the CAOs were talking, uh, and, and we couldn't and we didn't. Uh, so, uh, Clarington left, left some things open that other municipalities were, were closing. Uh, you know, you, you had some other municipalities. So, as much as we were saying, we didn't want anyone from Toronto coming into Durham or Clarington For sure. well, yeah. as you move to Northumberland they're going we don't want any of you Durham guys uh, you know coming here at all yeah. so so I, I was surprised with uh, with a lack of cohesion uh, and frustrated with with a lack of an ability to have a lot of dialogue with the province and I get it uh, decisions were made on information that I didn't have uh, but, you know, even today, there continues to be a huge amount of frustration. And I understand it fully with, you know, hair salons. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is what I do for a living. And I've been shut down for a couple of months. Uh, bars, restaurants, uh, you know, very, very uh, frustrating and difficult to manage. We did not want to pile on the province. Uh, and that, that was a broader decision uh, made from, uh, you know, made by the uh, the the mayors of the larger cities in, in ontario Clarington is one of those mm-hmm. you don't want to pile on because that's not helpful uh you know on the other hand uh you know you, you do need to represent uh, your citizens and we're we're still trying to balance that uh, today
0: yeah for sure like that's that's a really good answer you gave like uh, not too many people um talk about like the frustrations of like the citizens actually right they just talk about like you know all oh, we got to recover here and recover there, but no one actually not a lot of people i've seen talk about like. You know how the citizens are feeling right and because a lot of people are frustrated and unfortunately that has turned into a uh, protesters outside and get gatherings, which is obviously
1: not what we want, but. It there just, are a number of people in Clarendon that are not at all happy with, you know, so with me, uh, where they wanted mm-hmm. a, a far more strident voice. But again, you need to balance. Yeah, you got to balance. Uh, you know, what's 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 the benefit? And and mm-hmm. we learned very early on that uh, that that was that was not going to impact decisions. Uh, so so I mean, a, a, an interesting aside is there. There's a group called uh, uh, the Ontario Big City Mayors. Uh, uh, 29 or 30, can't recall, of, of Ontario's largest cities were part of that. Okay. Uh, we represent 70% of the population of Ontario. Mm-hmm. So the big cities as a group, we would move forward to the province saying, would you please consider doing this? Um, and, and managed to get a couple of things done, but, but even at that level, um, uh, didn't get as much traction as, as we had hoped uh, to get speaking as one voice. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know and again you know you're sort of an armchair quarterback right Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I mean the 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 provincial government federal government have had incredibly difficult uh, decisions to make
0: yeah for sure and especially uh, like even each municipality right like you know Clarendon could think of this idea but then Oshawa could think of another idea right so it's it's the
1: well and, and we've all got uh, we've all got such different needs. So one of, hmm. one of the issues we're lucky in Durham that we have access to, you know, an amazing healthcare system. Yeah. You don't need to go too far out of Clarington that if there was a major outbreak, uh, their, their healthcare system would be overwhelmed immediately. Uh, you know, so you, you could understand, you know, some of the other mayors saying, you know, Adrian, love you. Don't send any of your people here. Uh, you know, and and you know, truthfully, you know, more of a life and death because you know the resources just just don't exist. We, mm-hmm. I think, because we're close to Toronto, we think we're small, uh, and we we forget how how big we are.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. Um, what would you, next question is uh, what? How key is the relationship between the municipality, City municipality of Clarendon and Queens Park?
1: Uh, Interesting question. Uh, So it it is important. um, Without being critical, it's a a different matter of style. I would suggest that with the previous government, the access that we had uh, to ministers, uh, to Mm -hmm. the premier of the day, uh, was significantly different uh, from the access uh, that we have uh, today with them. and it is it is a different management uh, style. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be sure, I you know I pick up the phone, and whether it's uh, uh, David Pacini, Minister Pacini, that's something for you know for a pretty young guy, mm-hmm. uh, quite an accomplishment. Uh, MPP Park, you know certainly pick up the phone. Uh, you know Lauren Call is, is is phenomenal, so I have I have no problems on that side. Uh, but you know we we rely on uh, so much from the province. You know, the federal government is one step removed again, uh, but uh, we are creatures of the province. I mean, uh, Clarington was created in 1974, as was Durham region, uh, by the province and, and many other areas. So the province can create us uh, and, and they, you know, if, if the province decides to do a, uh, a governance review, uh, which was the thinking not that long ago, the city of Durham could be created if the province uh, wishes to do that. And, you know, if that happened, Clarington would likely, you know, the rural area would probably go to another rural setting and the urban setting would probably be part of, that's pure speculation. Uh, And I don't want anyone listening to think that that is on the radar. It is not, uh, at least not today, but but we are entirely creatures of the province. Uh, Yeah, for sure. uh, We rely on them for a lot of funding. you know, and a lot of work that happens jointly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and upcoming, obviously now it's a bit difficult for projects and stuff to get done with COVID, but uh, in the future, what, what projects or ideas would you like to see uh, get done in Clarendon?
1: So you would be amazed at how busy things are with the pandemic. Uh, one, of, one of the, uh, people have been asking me how I'm filling my time. Uh, it has been exceptionally busy. So we never shut our offices down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you need it if you're coming in. So, so most often we wanted to do uh, meetings like this, uh, yeah. digital, but uh, had to come into the office. Uh, they could. Uh, building is absolutely booming. So staff are having a difficult time uh, keeping up with everything. Uh, on So I'm, I'm not sure that anything has been delayed uh, much by the pandemic. Okay. Uh, the, the stuff the pandemic impacted that we want to see back, you know, are the fairs and festivals, the abilities for people to, to gather, to get out, have a good time, uh, galley events. So we talk about organizations that got hurt very badly. So, you know, all of the charities that did golf tournaments and galley events to, to raise mm-hmm. money, they got hurt. Um, but moving ahead, I am, uh, I'm very excited again, the Bowmanville Zoo. Uh, and we will have to have some uh, visioning around uh, what that space looks like moving ahead. Uh, you know, there's a vision uh, moving ahead on the Curtis Waterfront. Uh, you know, so uh, the potential for a significant uh, park down there and give, uh, give residents of Cur- uh, Curtis uh, access uh, mm-hmm. to that. And if you go back not that far in the past, uh, Clarendon residents did not have access to the lake. Uh, So, you know, the property in Bowmanville, we've been buying bits at a time, we expropriated some, but um, it's not too long ago that we had one of the longest stretches of waterfront in the GTA and very little public access. <laughs> to that yeah. waterfront, uh, so so that development will be uh, will be really exciting mm-hmm. moving forward. I guess I've got a theme here, right? Parks and trails and stuff seems to be <laughs> seems to be the stuff i am you know. There's a really that's no, cool, okay. Well, so there's a really cool project that no one uh, no one knows about. Uh, so we are um, wrapping up uh, Port Grandy. Uh, we had to move some low-level nuclear waste. Away from the lake into a modern, uh, you know, far, far, far more environmentally safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, so the you know the stuff was a, a stew of, of of chemicals and low-level waste that had just sort of been dumped. Well, yeah, people didn't know what they were doing. So so it was dumped in a gorge uh, that would empty onto the lake, and some of the stuff was in fact leaching. So it had to be moved. Uh, yeah, for sure. The federal government. Now that's part of the port hope everything 1.3 billion dollars uh, mm. to to move that and do the port hope side, but uh, as as part of this part of the crown corporation, there's a huge swath of land uh, north of that uh, that it looks as if the federal government will donate that uh, and uh, and turn it into a nature preserve. Oh, okay, so so again, you look at legacy issues where hundreds of years from now. Maybe I exaggerate, but, you know, years and years from now, uh, people have access to space. Right now, it's in the middle of nowhere. People might say, why do you want to do that? Uh, But if you go back to Stanley Park in uh, Vancouver, when Stanley Park was created, uh, Vancouver was this tiny little city, you know, can you imagine someone saying, we need to save trees, know are you kidding we're cutting them down as we need to save trees we're cutting them down as fast as we can uh you know so the the vision and and this this could be that type of thing right so it's uh uh, yeah so some some and that that we should know shortly hopefully the uh, curtis waterfront uh we've got some uh uh, you know some some sense of where we're going with that really shortly Mm -hmm.
0: yeah definitely and like the municipalities a lot of them especially ones outside of like the g toronto and s- specifically uh it's a lot of like the the parks and the waterfronts and all that that's important uh for the municipalities right because in like downtown toronto well there isn't like you know obviously no parks or anything like that in the big cities right so uh it's important to uh keep the water waterfronts and the um, the parks clean and you know environmentally friendly well,
1: what once you allow it to be developed and gone it's developed and gone and you know toronto sort of put that corridor of of high rises you know between the people and 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 the waterfront you know okay. so yeah, so it's 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 good the way this is unfolding uh here at, uh, you know it's satisfying
0: yeah, for sure. All right. Uh that's all my questions I have for today. So I would like to thank you for coming on the podcast to talk to me, Adrian. It's it's a great, it's it's a great honor to have you.
1: Jackson, anytime. Uh so yeah. the honor is all mine. It it truly is. Uh, but uh feel free to reach out. Uh, you know, so great questions. Uh and uh, you know, really enjoyable uh chatting with you.
0: Yeah, thank you. All right, take care. You take care, be safe. Bye. Now. Bye. You too.